0: Is to operate at a level that is above and beyond. An overflow is to operate at a level that is above and beyond. It is incredible to discover that God does not want us to just get by. He wants us to be at the best of his plan and of his program. God does not just want us to get by. He wants us to be resident in his best. I'll say it again. God does not want us to just get by. He wants us to take resident in his what? In his best. I met an older Christian lady a few weeks ago. I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm blessed by the best and pray for the rest. <laughs> I had to memorize what she said immediately. I'm blessed by the best and I'm, I'm praying for the rest. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> and I think she's very right. Because I found out that God wants us to take resident in his best. He does not want us to pay frequent visits to his best. But alas, as believers, many of the time that our experience, we're not consistently enjoying the full benefits of redemption. But that is not the ultimate plan. If God who by himself gave his only begotten for us. The Bible says, how shall he not freely give us all things? Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says, according as his divine power has given to us all that pertains to life. And godliness. So we understand scripturally that the divine plan and the divine purpose of God is for us to enjoy all that has been prepared for us. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has he entered into the hearts of men. What the Lord has has prepared for those who love him oh so god has a preparation for those who love him yes the bible says highs have not even seen it no he has heard it now how many of us have come to this junction in our lives you're looking at the Word and you're looking at your life and you're comparing the two and you're wondering what is the missing link because the standard that God has placed for those who belong to him, that is the standard with which he wants us to operate by. But you know, I came to a conclusion of reason that God, the reason why we don't see, the, reason that the missing, key, missing link is that many of the times we walk by sight and not by faith. Now, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means tonight, it does not matter what the situation is in your life tonight, if you can see with the eyes of the Spirit, I can assure you tonight you will get there. Amen. Nothing will be able to stand or hinder the free flow of God's plan and purpose for your life if we can see by the eyes of the Spirit. It does not matter what the circumstance says. That's what tonight we're going to pray. It does not matter what the situation dictates. We are not listening to the circumstances, nor the situation. We are rather listening to the higher power, the God who says, "My thoughts are not your thoughts; neither are my ways your ways." As the heaven is far from the earth, so are my ways from your ways. That's the one we li- That's the person we're listening to. We're not listening to the circumstances, and we all understand that sometimes the circumstances of life can be so louder. Than, this, than the reality of, 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 you know, than the reality of the word of God. Many of us have been through situations in life when the when the issues of life steer you in the face. It can be so loud, louder. Than the voice of your spirit. But I have a word for you tonight. The Lord is saying. Amplify the voice in your spirit. Let it be louder than the circumstance outside. Amplify the voice of your spirit man. The Bible says the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. God wants to convey his divine will and power to us. But we need to develop a strong spirit to receive from him. Oh, The Bible says that the, the that. The heroes of faith in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says they quenched the violence of fire. Those who are men. It doesn't matter their, you know, their, you know, their gender. They, they were people who stood strong. Regardless of what the Bible said. Many of them were so asunder. Yet, they did not deny the faith. They stood strong. But the way the scripture concluded it, it's amazing. The Bible said they would not be made perfect. Isn't it amazing? Until some of us are there. They're waiting for us. That's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12. They're waiting at the grandstand. Watching how we fight. You know why? Because they're not, being, they're not receiving the fullness of the promise yet until we come. You know why? Jesus came. So that we can be ushered in. And it's going to be a glorious day. When all of us will be able to see men like Abraham. It's going to be glorious. The one I want to see is Joseph. There was one man in the scripture. You can tell everything you want. There was not a single blemish in his life. All through till he died. Not once. Not a single blemish. Not even when he was a teenager. He was obedient to his parents. He was a young man with a vision. He was sent into an unknown land for several years. He never denied the faith. He spoke unto Potiphar. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God and against my master? Oh, what a man that was. How can I? How can I sin against God and against my master? He was a man of integrity. Not integrity taught in school, in, in notes, and it was an integrity caught from his father. Because Jacob had a very, very disorderly beginning. He came from a dysfunctional family. And he grew up with that sense of insecurity. But I thank God for Jacob. He was able to impact the life of his children. He imparted Joseph so strong that Joseph, as young as he was, Potiphar could look at him and said, I see in you. He said, when he came into the house of Potiphar, the Bible says, and the Lord prospered Potiphar because of Joseph. And not just that, Joseph—sorry, Potiphar realized it and said, God has blessed me because of you. What an amazing man that was. Amazing man. He came to the land of Egypt, a strange land. And Joseph was brought from the prison. They shaved him. Can you imagine the man who wore out of many colors? Yet they shaved him. They brought him to the king and the king looked at him and said, "Ah." Is this the man? He said, Yes. He had only opened his mouth. That is why, you see, I was telling the children yesterday, develop the treasure of speaking less but listening more. Look, you never know a man until he speaks. I can imagine how the man would have looked at him and said, "This prisoner—is this the one that you have brought to me?" He said, "The king, tell me your dream. That's all I wanted to hear. Tell me your dream." By the time he opened his mouth to speak, the king said, "There is no one that is as discreet as you are. It won't the spirit of the gods dwell. Ha <laughs> ha! An unbelieving king. There is no one that's as what? As discreet as you are. A man coming from the prison. Discreet." That's the life God wants you and me to live. He wants us to live with such audacity of grace that wherever you go, whatever you say, makes men to jitter because the living God lives on the inside of you. We don't have to fight for anything. The words that proceed out of your mouth are loaded with the grace of God. That's why the Bible says, be careful what you say because your word will be seasoned, must be seasoned with salt and with grace. A man of value. When are we going to develop this value? Tonight, let me go back to my message. It's time to experience an overflow. That's what I'm preaching tonight. It's time for an overflow. Ever see an overflow? Overflow. Overflow. It's time to experience an overflow. Now, you don't talk of an overflow when you are hungry. You don't talk of an overflow when you are empty. You don't talk of an overflow when you have nothing. You talk of an overflow when you are fully satisfied and you have got to the level at which you can spill over. And it is time, church, for all of us to spill over. It is time for you to be loaded to the point at which you are becoming a spillover man. Your life has become contagious. That's where God is taking us. It's time to experience the overflow. And is this God's plan? I tell you tonight, it is God's plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thought that I think towards you. It is the thought of peace and not of evil, that you may have a future and a hope. I know the thought that I think towards you, and the Bible tells us that thought. The thoughts of God are far higher than the thoughts of man. As heaven is far from the earth, so are his thoughts. I'm going to take a simple word from the book of Ezekiel tonight. I want us to read together. It's a prophetic word. Tonight a prophetic night. I'm going to be praying. I want us to take a look at a prophetic word in Ezekiel chapter 47. I'm going to sample read some of the verses here tonight. Ezekiel 47. What is scripture? Now just as a background, it's important for me to let us know that Ezekiel was a prophet of class. Ezekiel had tremendous revelations about Jerusalem and also Judah, about the people of Israel and also Judah. God gave him tremendous revelation about what was the, the plan of God for his people, particularly when it comes to the sanctity of the temple and also for the life that the, an average Israelite must live for them to be accepted by God. So this might add divine revelation, Ezekiel 47 had tremendous revelation of what were the basic ethics that were supposed to be followed and observed. Don't forget that Israel was in captivity in the days of Ezekiel. All of us remember that. All of these prophets, Jeremiah, all of them, Israel was in captivity. But you see, in the midst of that, God gave revelations, several divine revelations, towards the return of the people back to their land. Now, in the process of return, this is how God operates. They were still in bondage. God was telling them what they would be doing when they get there. I don't know you get it. They were still in the land of captivity, but God was speaking ahead of time. When you get to the land in which you are going, this is how it will be. Now, maybe I say that to you tonight. I don't know where you belong tonight. But God is asking me to say to you tonight, Will you please see the overflow? Will you please see the abundance of God coming into your life? Will you please see God leading you into deep waters after tonight? It does not matter what the situation and the circumstances today. I see by the heights of the spirit that the days ahead of you are the best of your days. That the best of your days are not behind you. They are actually ahead of you. And we need to see that with the heights of our spirit. Ezekiel saw. He saw the the law governing the, the temple. He saw how the priests where to operate. He saw the oppression of the princes. Many of us will have seen the word princes in the book of Ezekiel and you're wondering what it is. Actually, the princes speaks basically of royalty. Speaks many times it is used to replace a synonym for when God says, my servant David. So, God speaks concerning his people and calls them princes. And you could see the word prince over and over again. But in Ezekiel 47, classical scripture, God said, you've seen the ruin, but in your days, you will see the restoration. (laughs) <laughs> you've seen the ruins you will also see what you will see the restoration i'm going to take my reading in ezekiel chapter 47 from verse one then it brought me back when you see the word he i want us to in a way begin to think of the holy spirit tonight taking you to where you have never been before i want to begin to take yourself place yourself like ezekiel in the position of a prophet the bible says then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For, for the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. Then they brought me out by the way of the north gate, and led me around on the, on the outside to the outer gateway that faces the east. And there was water running out on the right side. Now, verse 3, when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and it brought me through the waters. How many of us know one of the numbers of God is 1,000? The Bible says 1,000 years is like a day. And a day is like a thousand years. That's one of the ways by which God measures. When you see the word, it measures a thousand cubits. It's a perfect measurement. It says it measures a thousand cubits. And it brought me through the waters. And the waters came up to my ankles. I want us to underline in that scripture, to my ankles. It brought me to where? It brought me and the waters came up to my ankles. This is verse 3 of Ezekiel 47. The waters came up to my ankles. Now, beside, I don't know if you can write in your own Bible. I write all over my Bible. Beside that, I, I wrote there barely in. So that, that, there is a position in life when you are barely in. Barely in. B A R E L Y. Barely in. In verse 4, it says, Again, it measured 1,000 and brought me through. I like the language. It brought me through. After tonight, the Lord will bring you through. It will bring us through a perfect, measured experience of life. It says, "It brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. I wanted to write there partially him, <laughs> beside a partially him, barely him, partially him, a little different, but partially him. It brought me to my knees again. It measured one thousand, and brought me through the water. Came up to my waist." The waters came up to my waist. Then it measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross. I like this. It brought me, it measured another 1,000. There are four levels. The first level, the ankle. The second level, my knee. The third level, my waist. And then the last level. Then it measured 1,000 in verse 5. And it was a river that I could not cross. For For the water was too deep water in was one must, water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed i want to pray tonight for everyone in this place you've been you've had an ankle experience of god's blessing in your life i want to pray over your life tonight that the lord will bring you to a portion of his experience it will measure a portion so deep that you will begin to swim in the grace and in the power of god it says, it brought me to the place at which it got to my knees. Uh, God is saying, I, I, it got to your ankle, that's great, but that's not great enough. It got, to your, it got to your knee, but that's good, but not good enough. It got to your waist, that's wonderful, but that's not good enough. I want to bring it to the place where you will begin to swim in the glory and the power and the blessing of God in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you're experiencing now. The ankle, deep blessing. The knee, deep blessing. The waist, deep blessing. All of us are at different levels of that blessing. And that is why, at whatever level you are tonight, that's why I started by saying, What is the ultimate of God? The ultimate of God is the overflow in your life. The ultimate of God is for us to experience the overwhelming flow of the rivers of His grace, the overwhelming flow of the rivers of His glory, the overwhelming flow of the rivers of His blessing. I hope everybody, this I've been teaching this, I hope all of us understand when I talk about blessing, I'm talking about a total all run manifestation of the power of God in your life. I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about a well being. When God brings you into a position of well being, to be blessed means to be empowered to prosper. You will prosper spiritually, you will prosper physically, and you will prosper emotionally because that is his word. But the Bible says don't just settle for an ankle deep blessing. Don't settle for a knee deep blessing. Don't settle for a waist deep blessing. I want you to come into a place when you will begin to swim in the blessing of God day and night when you swim, your children will swim along with you. When you swim, your entire family will swim along with you. The Bible is telling us here: the days of not enough is over. When you're just barely going by. God is saying that's not my ultimate for you. You're not just going to go by or barely in. You're not just going to be partially in. I want to bring you into a total neck." deep blessing in the name of jesus i pray in this place tonight for a neck deep blessing of god in the name of jesus the power of god will rest upon everyone in this place who will begin to flow will begin to flow and swim in the divine blessing of god unhindered unhindered unaffected by circumstances and situation no one can stop the course of waters no one, on no one can stop the cost of a river when god dips you in the rivers of of his grace and of his blessing and you're flowing in it nothing can stop it i shared this on on thursday in the bible study the bible says in the book of isaiah the lord will make bare his ham when god make bear who who is going to stay How many of us have seen muscle builders before when you want to fight a man when he rolls his sleeves and you see the bicep uh, you want to decide whether you want to fight or you want to go and god is saying i will make bear my bare ham i will make bear my ham you will see how great i am god has done that in the time past for several people pharaoh thought it was a better idea he thought he knew better than the almighty and god said you sure do i'll show you where i am one night an angel of destruction passed through the land he would not let the people go and in one night Every firstborn of every Egyptian died and God said, are you ready? He said, well, I will let them go, but not very far. When they left, he sent his chariot against them. And God said, is that what you want to do? God created a fire, a divide between the people and the chariots of Egypt. Look, when God is set to deliver him, man, nothing can stop anyone. Nothing can stop him. He is set to deliver. He would deliver totally. That's why he whom the son has set free is free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. I'm not bothered about today. When I look at you, I'm not looking at you in the context of now. I'm looking at you in the context of who you become. You will become him that God has honored. And let me say this you: him who God has honored. No one can dishonor. Amen. God's honor stays forever on that man. Mordecai. Look at what was done to Mordecai. They wanted to dishonor him. Look at what Ammon did. He said, you know what? I'm going to put your neck on the gallow. And God said, really? It was the same day. God gave the king a restless night. He couldn't sleep. Because when God is ready to bless, you know what he's going to do? When the time of your overflow comes, God will let the people who has heard back your blessing, they won't be able to sleep. Yes, your file is being heard back in a particular God is saying that is his folder. you got to do it now or you're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're in trouble. And God said that night, the king couldn't sleep. He said, who is it who has done the king good? Let him be honored. And the man thought it was himself. You know, many times <laughs> that happens. People thought he's going to be them. And God said, Mordecai, a man who was bring prepared to be killed. Now take Mordecai. Look at the way God can honor a man. Hold, hold the king's horse and take him around the town. And say, this is the man whom the king has honored. Wow. This is the man whom the king has honored. This is the man whom the king has honored. You know, in our lives, you might not, you might not ride on the horse. But God is going to take you to a place when your voice become relevant. How many of us? That's one of the most critical things in life. When you speak, order follows it. Authority follows. You want to know why I'm saying this tonight? Uh, I watched our president was in. Where was he? He was in Brazil. He ordered, and uh, what Libya was bombed. He was somewhere there. And I look at the man. He's skinny, and all he needed to do was to speak. Order came. What am I saying tonight? God will bring you to the level at which your voice become relevant in the realm of the spirit. What am I saying tonight? We must understand there are people who have thought they were better ideas. They could stand against the will and the plan of God. You cannot do it. Nebuchadnezzar said, well, it is my hand that has built me in this kingdom. God said, really? Okay, seven years, let's go on a training. He was sent into the wilderness for seven years. He grew, he, grew, he grew leaves on his back like an, like an animal. After seven years, he came back. He said, oh, Lord God, you are the most high. Yeah. Who told him before? That's the God we serve. And you know, life can, can, can put us to the point at which we become so restricted, so confined, and we begin to lose hope. We that have been born into hope, we, we didn't hire hope. We were born into hope. Because him who gave back to us, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5, the Bible says, the spirit that dwells in you is the spirit of hope. 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 Ezekiel. Knee deep. Ankle deep. Knee deep. waist deep. and Then he began to swim. Now, what were the implications of this? It's important to realize it. Number one. Let's read from verse six. I want us to just finish this scripture because I have one more passage to share with us. And then I'm going to tell us the principles of overflow tonight. The principles of overflow. There you will close tonight and the service will be over. In verse 6, and he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? (laughs) Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there, along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Church, I wanted to write down in your note tonight. When God brings us to the place of overflow, what is the effect of the overflow? Number one, there will be fruitfulness hallelujah that will be what fruitfulness now that will be fruitfulness all round fruitfulness that was such that joseph had that was such that david was that you will be fruitful church look they haven't seen anything in this country look your your accent wouldn't matter because you're producing who will not like him and who is producing you're producing your intelligence is so quick your iq is so powerful Nobody can withstand that. Everybody will say, "Ah, do you know him? Now everybody will forget you had an accent. Suddenly they'll forget. Now they will struggle to call your name. You know why? Because you have become favored. Because God's hand of fruitfulness is already upon you. The Bible says in this scripture, the Bible says, "And there were very many trees on one side and on the other. In other words, it was an evergreen land. May the Lord make you evergreen. That every season in your life, you will be consistently blessed. There will be no season when you are considered to be barren. Every spirit of barrenness, every hold of barrenness, every every rod of barrenness is totally broken. We're loaded and we're evergreen. Verse 8, then he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters into the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. I wanted to underline that. Its waters are healed. I wanted to write that that restoration and healing comes when there's an overflow. Restoration and what comes? And healing comes after that, an overflow. Here we saw after that overflow, there was something that happened. The, the river got to the sea and the sea became healed. Uh, we, will become, we will become restorer of broken bridges. Uh, We're not only going to be restored. Everywhere you go. Every touch that you have on things and on places that will be a change. Uh, there are people that whatever they touch is always prosper. Everything they touch is prosper. Everything they touch is going to be different. There is a touch of difference that will come on your life. Even the things that are dead when you touch them, they will come alive. Yeah. The things that are insignificant when you touch them, it becomes significant. There is a touch of difference. Have you met such people before? That everything they do is just unique. When they talk, everybody wants to listen. When they touch anything, everybody wants to be around them. That's the touch of a difference. God will bring you there. That the touch of a difference will be upon your life. That whatever you touch will be different. Verse 9. Then it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river go, the rivers go, We leave. I like this. Everything. (laughs) It says wherever the rivers go. I don't know where you're going to go after today. But wherever you go everything, every river will live around you. says, wherever they go, there will be no geographical boundary. There will be no demographic that will limit what God, the power of the overflow in them. It does not matter in the marketplace. You know, many believers think we can only affect the kingdom when we're in church. No, God wants us to be kingdom people that wherever you go, the Bible says, wherever the river go, wherever the river go, wherever the river go, some of us are going to relocate. Wherever you relocate to, the Lord will go with you. But the blessing of God will go with you too. Uh, When you meet a blessed man, it does not matter where he's coming from. You just want to identify with him. Because the blessing of God is resting upon him. Israel. Every land that Israel went, they were different. Because the blessing of God was upon them. Even today. Look at a nation resident in a desert. But look at what Israel is doing. According to, I have not been to Israel, but those who have been to Israel said, you would think, you wouldn't believe that you're in a desert when you get to Israel. Certain green leaves are all over the place. The blessing is all over the land. Small nation, but with a great God. May the Lord show himself mighty on your behalf in the name of Jesus. May the Lord show himself mighty on your behalf. The Bible says here, and the rivers, and the, wherever the rivers go, wherever the, wherever the rivers go, we live. In verse 10. If the Bible says, and it shall be the fishermen will stand. I want us to listen to this. That the fishermen will stand by it from Engede to Engle. There will be places for spreading their nets. Please, I want us to read the next one with me sentence. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea exceedingly many. You know what I wrote down here? There will be divine opportunities. You will be compared with the best. When the overflow, the Bible says, their fish will be compared with that of the great sea. In other words, you will be compared with the best. There will be something about you that makes men to compare you with the best. You will be compared with the best. Your value will appreciate Uh, Though you are of the same kind, you also become many. The Bible speaks that the fruitfulness will be so much that you will be considered among the best and you will be compared to the best in the name of Jesus. Verse 12 is the last verse. I'm going to take a look. It is in verse 12. Along the bank of the river on this side and that. Are we ready? Along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither hallelujah their leaves will not wither it is and their fruit will not fail i said tonight your leaf will not wither and your fruit will not fail they will bear fruit every month by the grace of god you will begin to bear fruit every month in the name of jesus the, 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 the amazing power of the overflow will come upon our lives we will begin to bear fruit every month in the name of jesus because the Bible gives a reason, because their water flows from where, from the sanctuary. I love this. Their water flows from where, from the sanctuary. That's where the water is coming from. I love that Jesus confirmed this. He met the woman in John chapter four. He was talking with the woman at the well. The woman said, "Well, you don't have anything to draw water." Jesus said, "Listen to me. I have a water to give you. When you shall drink, you would never." Trust again. Where is that water coming from? From the sanctuary. I pray tonight that the Lord will connect you with the sanctuary in heaven. That the waters will continually flow over your life. And you will not experience any dryness anymore. Uh, I'm glad to announce to us that the drought is over. The drought is over. The drought is over by the Spirit of God. I am clearly announcing by the Spirit of God tonight the drought is over. Oh yes, the drought of emotional stability where we have found it so difficult to be stable, the drought is over. Every drought that has kept our finances back, everything that has kept your life back, hindered, obstructed, tonight I decree by the Spirit of God, the drought is over. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, you will not be dry. Because your waters flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Uh, you know what I know down here, number five? There will be total blessing all seasons blessing. The Lord will make you an all season man. All season woman. All season man. All season woman. All year round, every month, you are bearing fruit to the glory of God. Your fruit will not fail, your leaf will not wither. What are the principles of the overflow? I pick up the principle of the overflow. It's amazing what the, tonight is going to look like. I pick up the principle of the overflow. When I was praying, I said, Lord, who is he? When I went through this experience, the Lord showed me something. He said, you know, in the time of famine, I gave some specific word. I'm going to give you those words and those scriptures. I want us to read it when we get back home. What is God saying? In the time of drought. In the time of famine. And that drought does not mean only physical drought. It could also mean spiritual drought. Uh, Because in the last days the Bible says there will be want of his word. That's a drought. The Bible says in the last days many shall be lovers of themselves. That's a drought because they are not lovers of God anymore. So we're going to see all sorts of drought. But the Bible is saying what did I say to my people in the time of famine. Can you read with me Psalm 33 verse 19. What does it say? Psalm 33 verse 19. Psalm 33 verse 19. And then we're going to go back to the book of Job. Psalm 33 verse 19. I'm going to read from here. I love this. It says in verse 18, Behold, the highest of the Lord is on those who fear him, (laughs) on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. They will be kept Alive. You want to know a man that was kept alive? Elijah. There was famine in the land, and God f- kept him alive. How did He do it? God used the ravens to feed Elijah. Many of us need to go study the bird called ravens. Ravens is from the word ravenous. Many of us have heard the word ravenous. In other words, something that eats constantly. How can God send a bird that eats constantly to go feed a man? <laughs> it's only God who could have done that. Ah, a ravenous bird. That's a, a bird that if he sees food, eh? You can't compete with the raven when it comes to food. But God says, you, you love food. Go and give my servant food. What, an, what a mighty God we saw. We read the scripture, but we never pay attention to a raven. A raven is a, a ravenous bird, dangerous bird with food. God said, go feed them. Close your mouth and seal them. And what that tells me is this. You know, there are people who have been cheats all over the land. God is going to turn the wet of the wicked into the hunt of the righteous. You know how he's going to do it? He's going to close their mouth. They're ravenous. Even though they're ravenous in their nature, God is saying, feed my servant, Feed my people. You don't want to give them a job. Give them a job. You're ravenous, but give them a job. Whatever may have been the hindrance, I take it out of the way. Give them a job. Let them do something. God gave a rhythm, something for his people. I want us to begin to pray prophetic prayers, Lord. I don't care what the ravens are lying around. Send anyone, send anything, send anybody. All I want is the Lord. I will be kept in the days of famine. Elijah was kept. Let's read Job chapter five. Job chapter five. Job chapter five in verse twenty. Job five twenty. <laughs> I'd like to read in verse 17. I'd like to read from 17 down. Job chapter 5 from verse 17. If we're there together, I'm just going to read. Job chapter 5 from verse 17. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore do not despise the chastening of the Lord, of the Almighty. For he bruises, then he binds up. He wounds, but in his hand, make, his hand makes old or make all. In verse 19, he shall deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven, no evil shall touch you. Ah, no evil shall touch you. He will deliver you in six troubles. Yes, even in seven. You know what? When the Bible says, even in seven, yet in seven means a perfect trouble. That's a trouble nobody ever escapes. The Bible says, even when nobody escapes it, for you, you will escape it. Even in seven troubles, you will escape it. What others, what has demolished others? God is saying, I will use my power, even in six and seven troubles, to set you free. And you'll be free indeed. In verse 20, in famine, He shall redeem you from death. And in war, from the power of the sword. It says in verse 22, you shall laugh at destruction. I want us to watch this scripture. And at famine. And you shall not be afraid of the beast of the earth. If Elijah had been afraid of Raven, he wouldn't have received the sweet You will not be afraid. You won't be afraid. You will laugh even in the time of famine. Your soul shall be redeemed from death. In other words, you will not be a victim of circumstance. I said tonight, no one will be a victim of circumstance in this place. The circumstance will be terrible. The situation may be difficult, but you will not be a victim. Rather, you will ride and glide over the circumstance and the Lord will make you a victor. horror and victor in the name of Jesus. Quickly, the principles of overflow. The principle for overflow is seen in the book of Genesis 26 from the life of Isaac. How many of us remember Isaac? Isaac was in his land and he was about to run away from the land in which he dwelt. In Genesis 26, I'm going to read just a couple of verses tonight. And then we're going to pray. The Bible says in verse one of the book of Genesis 26, there was a famine in the land. Besides the famine, the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, "Do not go down to Egypt." Ever said, "Do not go down to Egypt." <laughs> Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. Look. Those two sentences. That single sentence is the most powerful sentence in the whole world. I read that sentence to us again. It says, Dwell, "That's not even the one I'm talking." It says, "I will be with you and what? And bless you." That's all you need to hear. I will what? I will be with you. You will not lack my presence, neither will you lack my blessing. When a man has those two powerful, powerful ingredients in his life, he's a full man. He's a he's a fulfilled man. The Bible says, "You, will, I will be with you." There is nothing as great as you have the assurance of God's presence around your life day and night. I'll be with you and I will bless you. The Bible says here, and I will give, for to you and to your descendants I will give all this land. I will perform the oath which I swore to your fathers. And I will make your descendants and multiply them as the stars of heaven. I mean, verse 4. I will give to you all this land, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. In verse 5. And because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandment, my statutes, and my laws. In verse 6. Maybe I should give us an assignment from here before I finish. Uh, Let's go find out. What's the difference between my voice, my charge, my commandment, my statutes, and my laws? What was God saying? (laughs) The Bible said, what it means is he was a totally obedient man. You know, the Bible says in verse C, so Isaac, after his father, dwelt in Gera. Single sentence, but powerful. That was the key to the overflow. I'm going to get to other parts. Now, I'm going to jump to verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in the land. I want us to realize this. The time he dwelt, there was still farming. The time he stayed back, nothing has changed yet. But in verse 12, the Bible says, so Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the lord blessed him the man began to prosper we have not, we have not finished yet the bible said the man began in other words your prosperity may come like in a slow pace form but surely and steadily it will come it says <laughs> and began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous that was the overflow That's what we call overflow. Until he became very prosperous. That's what God did for him. Let me quickly go to the principles tonight. We may get to one or two verses still in that passage. Uh, Number one, when God brings a man into an overflow, number one, escape is not an answer to an ugly situation. Number one, escape is not an answer to an ugly situation. Do we get it? Escape is not what? An answer to an ugly situation. That, that would be ugly situations. But the Bible says, what you need to do, God is saying from this principle, don't run, hear my voice. Escape is not the answer. The literal human reaction to every difficult and ugly situation is to escape. But God's plan is not about escaping. Can you imagine God saying to a man, when his cattle were dying, all his animals were almost dying, and God said, stay why could, how could God do that? I'm going to tell us why tonight. Because he's the one who declares the end. From the beginning. That's why he could do that. Because the situation in that land was temporary. But God knew what was coming. How often we're so short sighted as men. And I say this to God. Lord you know I'm so short. If you don't lead me. I'm going to make decisions. That are only beyond. That are just beyond my hands. Because the things I could see we're short sighted and god said i know what is coming you don't know stay in that land the ugly situation yes don't escape the ugly situation number two don't escape number two there can be a turnaround when you are under the heaven but guided by a master by a you know by a different master there can be a turnaround, even the situation now in the ugly situation can have a turnaround. Now, I want us to understand the guidance is critical when you are guided by what by God. The guidance is the key. Number three, the superiority of the heavenly was displayed in this scripture. What is the superiority of the heavenly? The earthly says there is no hope, the heavenly says there is hope there. Amen. The superiority of the heavenly was displayed. So to experience the overflow, we must get to the point at which you understand the superiority of the heavenly. Now, no one actually expressed that better to us in the scriptures like John the Baptist. He says this in John chapter 3. Many of us will remember it. No man can receive anything except he's been given from above. The Bible says in James chapter 1, every perfect gift and good gift comes down from above, from the Father of Light, in whom there is no variableness, neither the shadow of dawn. Let me quickly run through it, and then we'll pray tonight. Number four, the power of a Rima word. To experience an overflow, we must understand the power of a Rima word. H e m a. The power of what? A Rima word. I wrote down here. There is a word for every season of our lives. Uh, this might be funny to you. But instead of being panicky, we can party with his word. Instead of becoming what? Panicky. We can party with his word and say, Lord, whatever you say is what I believe. But there is always a spoken word. There is a general word. But there is a reamer word. Isaac was on his way. He had gathered everything he wanted to run out. And God said, there was a reamer word. Don't leave. Stay right there. There is power and authority in the spoken word. I don't know what the Lord has said to you tonight. I want you to believe his word. One thing you can never do wrong is to believe God. You can never believe him wrong. Because you know what? He stands and strongly stands today to defend everything that has come out of his word. In fact, I was writing that in my note. Embedded in the word of God is the ability to fulfill itself. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10. So it says, as the rain comes down from heaven and the dew and the snow. It says, and watered the earth. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in that which I have sent it. It will not return to me void. The read my word. What is God saying to you? Sometimes it's a gentle voice. Sometimes you had a dream and you know this is of God. Sometimes God just sent people to you. Specific people in your life, they just speak into your life. Read my word. Read my word. And the last I'm going to talk about tonight, this is where we're going to pray. (laughs) Obedience to the revealed word. Ever say obedience? It is not enough to know what God has said. But responding and obeying is the primary key to the overflow. We're going to rise to pray tonight. How many of us are ready for an overflow? We're ready for an overflow? Don't let us forget. Escape is not an answer to an ugly situation. There where you are, God wants to bring you a turnaround. Is that true, everybody? God wants to bring you a turnaround. And I want us to understand the superiority of the heavenly tonight. There's a superiority of the heavenly. Now, you know what the good side of this? I have a connection with the heavenly. When I go into my closet, the Bible says, your father who sees the secret will reward you openly. That is the greatest treasure anybody can have in life. Nobody has it but you and me. Nobody. Let's rise up to pray tonight. We're about to seek. And we're about to pray tonight and just speak to the Lord. I want you to just look at yourself and say, Lord, I've been getting by. Not anymore. I I want to experience the overflow. Uh, For many of us who are struggling spiritually, you can ask the Lord tonight, Holy Spirit, I want to experience the overflow. I've been trying to get by and by and by. But Lord, from tonight, I want to experience the overflow. I don't know what your experience is. I don't know what the situation is in your life. But wherever your location is tonight, I believe there is a word. There is a, an answer to every situation in where we are standing tonight. There is a God in heaven who sees into the secrets of the hearts of men. Who knows the pain that you go through. Who knows where the shoes pinch. God knows everything you are going through. And a cares. We have not an eye priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He wasn't always touched like we are yet without sin. I want us to go before the Lord tonight and say, Lord, this is me. I just yield my heart to you tonight. I yield my heart to you tonight. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It makes me to lie down in grave pastures. It leads me beside still waters. It restores my soul. It leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. I shall fear no evil. For the rod and the staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. But thou anointed my head with oil. And my cup runs over. Tonight, Lord, I want to thank you. It is time to run over. Lord, there are things hanging around me. But Lord, it's time to experience a run over. A run over power of God. A run over blessing of God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just believe you. I just believe you. I believe you that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all I can ask or think tonight. I believe you. I believe you. The situation is precarious, but I know I serve a living God. Paul said, I know that my Redeemer, I know whom I believe. Paul said, I know whom I believe. Job said, I know my Redeemer leave. They said the same thing. They said the same thing in a different way. I know my Redeemer leaves. Paul said, I know whom I believe. I know Him, Lord. I've been getting by. It's not. It's not. It's not the right way to live. I want to experience the overflow of Your grace in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. We seem to be very comfortable. I want us to pray well tonight. I want us to pray well. I want us to really pray well tonight, Lord. I break the shackles tonight. There is always some kind of shackles somewhere that hinders the people of God from experience the real overflow. Lord, I break every shackle tonight. Now, Joseph, <clears throat> with the vision of God in his life, never experienced the overflow until he came out of the prison. I want us to say, Lord, open the prison door tonight. Lord, remove every shackle tonight. I want us to pray desperately tonight. Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been experiencing the, the ankle deep, the knee deep, the waist deep. It's time to begin to swim in the name of Jesus. It's time to begin to swim. It's time to begin to swim. It's time to begin to swim. Let's pray. If you can pray in the spirit, the bearer. If you can pray in the spirit, the bearer. Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We we'll give you praise tonight. We just commit ourselves to your God. Lay said to the day, Lay Get on your chariots now, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. I'm glad to announce to us church that there's a sound of abundance of rain. Get on your chariots. Get into your prayer, get into your prayer closet. Oh yes, open your mouth and speak to the Lord. There's a sound of abundance of rain. That's a prophetic word. There's a sound in this place tonight of abundance of rain. Get in your closet, get in your prayer, get in your prayer mood and pray tonight for the rain to come. For the rain to come. For the rain to come, for the rain to come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, after tonight, deliver me from the from every ankle deep. Deep deep, waste, deep experience, Lord. Bring me into a place of divine flowing of the overflowing 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 overflowing in my personal spiritual life. Bring me to the point when the love of God saturates my heart, the grace of God abounds towards me in an unbelievable manner. Oh, God, do it tonight! Bring me there. Lord, bring me there. Lepakota, take tega take a, take a, da 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 zeka da da Do it, Father. Open the floodgate of heaven. Adoration tonight. We we'll give it all to you, the God of plan, purpose, and purpose. We we'll give it all to you, the Maker of the hands of the earth. We we'll give it all to you, the Lord, my lover, my God, my King. the ancient of days the high and the lifted one the fewer than the ten thousand we give you praise tonight do it our father thank you lord Jesus tonight in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Let's just sit down and bow our heads as we bow to close. Sit down and bow our heads. Father, tonight, you told us you're not going to bring us in vain. You were going to bring us to bless us. When Israel gathered for holy convocation, they never left the same way they came. You promised. Father, tonight, this is just a drop out of the things you begin to do in our lives from this day forward. Father, we've been to meetings, we've been to church programs. Let tonight be another night. Let there be a mark of a difference after tonight in our lives. Let the flow of your glory go with us from this service tonight. Let it be with us for the rest of the week. Let it drive us to pray. Let it drive us to seek your face. Let it drive us into our marketplaces, into our different offices, into our families. Let the fire begin. Begin. Thank you, Lord. Father, prophetically, you spoke to us concerning this church that time for the overflow has come. Told us we walk by faith, not by sight. As people of faith, we're following Your word and Your orders tonight. You're a God of order. You give us a command we follow. Lord, we line up our lives tonight to become useful vessels in what is ahead of us. For our best days are ahead of us. We anticipate those days, our Father. Best days, Glory and honor to your name tonight. I proclaim the blessing of God over everyone in this place. Lord, you made David a captain among many. And through his life, you blessed the land. Pray in this place that your blessing will flow upon every life in this place. Lord, I proclaim the power of God in this place. That the due glory of God will come upon everyone in this place. Lord, when you send a word, there is always a return. Let the return be beyond our comprehension. Perhaps they go from glory to glory. Every one of them appearing before the Lord. They went from strength to strength. Let it be for everyone listening to me tonight. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' precious name we prayed. And the church said amen. amen. The church said amen. amen.